Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Mike Chu, a physical therapist, certified dementia practitioner, and your alternative career coach. Welcome to our career healthcare podcasting show, where we talk about different ways to find your alternative career and achieve both work and financial freedom. So visit our website, drmikechua.com or alternativehealthcarecareers.com for more information. Again, thank you for watching and listening. Welcome to our show. Be awesome, be great, be excellent, ACG. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened there? I see that thing there. Let me just take that out. Again, thank you very much for those people who are watching live. If you're watching live in our Alternative Careers group or Alternative Healthcare Career Show, please comment live. You know the spelling L-I-V-E is letter L is live, I is I, V is victory, and E is... uh, and I don't know. <laughs> but the goal here is to interact with you, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're watching live, please comment live. If you're watching on the replay, our e-play is please comment replay. But today we have a special guest. We have a special guest. And I've been posting this in our group, in our uh, alternative healthcare career group. And uh, a lot of people have commented. It's I think it's around uh, 200 to 300 people commented you are in that post I did about uh, me interviewing uh, that CEO for Case Management Institute. And tonight, we have that CEO. Uh, I just I was just talking to her. And, uh, you know, she is location independent. Location independent. And what does that mean? She's this lifestyle entrepreneur when she is based there in Mexico. Let me pull up. Uh, gosh, I should have prepared this before we went live. But... Uh, Oh gosh, where did that go, Stacy? Where did that go? Uh, Stacy, I should have done this earlier, but uh, let me go back to my Facebook page and uh, find her introductory thing. It's really long, ladies and gentlemen, but it's very, very interesting. So I wanted to read this professionally uh, and and uh, introduce her professionally. All right, there you go. I think I see it now. All right, I'm going to put this here. That way I could be pretending I'm reading it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for tonight. Oh, I see some people. Before I, before I introduce our guest, we have somebody commenting. Jennifer, thank you very much, Jennifer, for watching live. Again, if you're watching live, put down what city and state you're at. What city and state? Because we want to know where you're at right now. Because this patient, this patient, this person that we're interviewing is not here in the States. She is there in Mexico. And then I see here, uh, Mabuhay Lodi. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess this is, uh, I forgot his name. He's, uh, his, his Facebook thing is, is hidden, but uh, I know Kobe. That's probably Kobe. Thank you very much, Kobe, for watching. Let me, let's me, let me go again. Let me go again. Let me go ahead and introduce our special guest for tonight. Our special guest for tonight is Miss Deanna Cooper Gillingham. She's a registered nurse. She's a CCM. We're going to ask her what that CCM means. It's a leader in case management with over a quarter century experience in healthcare. A quarter experience. I wasn't even born then yet. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Deanna. Uh, in, uh, in healthcare as a registered nurse and a case manager. Oh, gosh. My wife's a nurse, so uh, I got to be nice to her, right? And a case manager, right? And she uses her years of training and expertise as well as her direct and to the point writing style to make complex information easy to grasp. We need this. We need this technique here. Let me go up to this uh, uh, thing here. As a co-founder and CEO of Case Management Institute, guess what? Case Management Institute, Deanna is developing the case management workforce through her books. Imagine that, books courses, 
events and online communities of over, guess what, this number, 14,000 case managers, ladies and gentlemen, 14,000. Listen to that through her books, courses, events, and online community. And that's what we've been teaching, ladies and gentlemen, the mentor class, the mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R. Letter M is meet a need. Letter E is educate. That's what she's been doing. Letter N is networking. That's what she does. She's networked with different communities. Letter T is team. I'm sure she has a team of people that are actually pushing her. Letter O is one-on-one. She's providing one-on-one coaching. She's providing one-on-one education. And last but not the least on letter R is actually repeat. She just repeats it again and again. So follow the mentor method, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the mentor method. Without further ado, is that how you say it? Without further ado, uh, help me spell ado. Without, without further ado, I would like to welcome our guest for tonight, Miss Deanna Cooper Gillingham, registered nurse, CCM of Case Management Institute. Thank you, Miss Deanna. Thank you for coming over. Appreciate you. So, uh, well, thank you. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Could you tell us where you are? What do you really do? And tell us where you at right now. <laughs> okay, so I'll start off with where I am. Um, I currently live in it's a little town called Porto Aventuras, Mexico. We are right on the Caribbean Sea. So I apologize. I have the windows open. It's very hot here right now, and we have the breeze coming through. So you might hear a little bit of waves in the background. And um, we love our location. This is something. One of the reasons why I started my business was so that I could be location independent. And I didn't have to ask a boss where I was allowed to live. Um, what was the next question? <laughs> well, before I ask the next question, you don't have to apologize. We are actually envious of you. <laughs> Imagine hearing the Caribbean there. So, but uh, before we keep on going, I just would like to uh, give a special shout out to Adelmeyer Gayumali. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She is from Georgetown, Texas. And then the next person, Jennifer. Yeah, San Diego, California. Well, what's up? What's going on there in San Diego? My dad is from Fremont, so uh, good luck there in San Diego, Jennifer. And then uh, this guy said, que pasa? Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Deanna, you're in Mexico. You know what que pasa means? Um, actually, I speak very little Spanish, but that's on my list. Actually, that is one of my goals for 2021 is to become fluent in Spanish. So you can check up on me and let, I'll let you know how that goes. You know, I ask, I ask uh, you. I don't even know what he, what is. So <laughs> I actually googled it. It says what? It what, what oh, okay. <laughs> I guess what's up? I, I think know. it's a what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? So, well, anyway, the next question. Uh, I know you answered. Where are you at right now? Uh, what do you do in in as a CEO of Case Management Institute? And could you tell us what are the qualification to be a case manager? Uh, we talked about it earlier uh, very quickly. And then before you answer that, for those people who are watching, this is the perfect time for you to ask questions. What are the qualifications? This is a very, very rare opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Miss Deanna is very busy. She's there in, in, and she's a CEO, imagine. And she's based in, in, in Mexico. And this is just the perfect time for us uh, to ask her questions. And eventually, we're going to ask her to what are the courses and what are the certification courses we can take under uh, Case Management Institute? So uh, go ahead, Ms. Deanna. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, first of all, I have a passion for case management. Um, it's something that I started doing a little bit later, and I just fell in love with it. I loved I'm working with my patients in a different way than I had been working with them in an acute care setting. And when I worked with them in case management, I was actually able to kind of help them and see where they were going. When, you know, when you work in ICU or in an inpatient setting, you send them home and you don't know what happens. You hope that everything works out, but you really don't know. Um, the case management that I did, I worked for an insurance company. And so I would have a patient from the first initial insult. Like, let's just say that they had a stroke and they were in the hospital and I would get them through rehab and then get them home. And I wouldn't discharge them until they were at their new normal and okay with their new normal. So I actually got to see the whole process and I just fell in love with that. Um, then I had to get certified. And when I had to get certified, I had no idea. Like I had only been a case manager for a few years. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And just my personality, as you um, kind of talked about earlier with my introduction is I like to research things and take really complex 
things and make them simple. And I think that's what I did as a nurse for years was um, the doctor would walk in and he'd talk in his doctorese and then he'd walk out and the patient would look at me like, what did he just say? And I would find a way of making it very easy to understand and digest. So I did the same thing when I was studying for case management. I took this complex thing that I really didn't understand and I made it something that was very easy to understand. And then I passed the test. So I realized that this was something that it, it actually worked. Um, I had a few coworkers that were having, one in particular was having a lot of trouble passing the test and she was going to lose her job if she didn't become certified. So I gave her all of my my study resources, she passed the test. And I was like, wow, okay, I need to get this out there where other people can can use it. So that's where the first book came along. And at the same time, I was also deciding that um, I had four children and they were starting to graduate and fly the coop. <laughs> and I had this thought that my four children were gonna end up on four different places in the United States. And I was gonna have to choose every year during my two weeks vacation, who I was going to spend my time with. And I didn't like that thought. So I thought, well, you know, if I can work from home, I won't have to worry about that. So that was my first thing was to work from home and then to start my own job because I realized that I wanted to move to Mexico or travel the world or do something. And I knew that most jobs won't let you work outside of the United States. And so I just started my own job. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was actually typing uh, what you just said. You know, Deanna said, if I can work from home, I don't have to worry about that. And a lot of us here now, ladies and gentlemen, we are wanting to work from home and uh, and uh, we just don't know where to start. So if you are watching right now and you don't know where to start, you got to reach out to Miss Deanna on how to do this and, and how to really do it. So uh, you mentioned about, uh, I asked you about earlier, what is CCM? Is it Certified Case Manager? Is yes, that- you guessed correctly. <laughs> okay. So how do you qualify to be a CCM? And is that a really a, a qualification? For example, me, I'm a, I'm a physical therapist. And uh, uh, do I qualify to be a CCM? I mean, or does you it do? So- yeah, actually you do. And um, CCM is one of the certifications that... The reason I chose it was because it wasn't just for nurses. You can be a nurse and get a nursing certification aboard, you know, through the board of nursing to be case management certified. CCM is the, um, it's considered the gold standard in case management certification. And they include any healthcare professional who can do an independent assessment. So, um, if you have a four-year degree or more, and it, actually, if you're a nurse, you don't even need a four-year degree. So if you have a license that allows you to do an independent assessment on a patient, then you can qualify to take the CCM exam and become a certified case manager. The um, So there are physical therapists in our group. We have um, we just reached 15,000 today. So oh, in our wow. case managers community group. So yay, we're celebrating oh, wow. that. And we have physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, respiratory therapists, dental therapists. We have all kinds of people, social workers. There's a lot of social workers that are case managers. So and as long as you can do that independent assessment, registered nurses, um, you can become a certified case manager. Now, to clarify, you can be a case manager without being a certified case manager. To be certified, you have to either work under a CCM certified case manager for one year or work as a case manager for two years. So this is something that you do have to have experience. Can you say that again, Deanna? Uh, Sure. Yeah. So you have to either work under a certified case manager, a CCM for one year to be eligible to take your exam, or you can work as a case manager for two years. And When I say working as a case manager, they have certain criteria, like you have to do an assessment, you have to do a case management plan of care, you have to do transitions of care. There are certain things that you do. And a lot of times what I have noticed is other professionals are doing these things. They just don't know that that means that they qualify because maybe their title doesn't say case manager. So your title doesn't necessarily have to say case manager. It's your job description. If you're doing an independent assessment and you're creating goals for the patient and then you're following up on those goals and you're making you're helping them to um, to reach those goals. So you're setting up maybe the um, DME 
or you're setting, you're helping them to have home care when they leave the hospital. So you're helping to set up their outpatient therapy. That's a transition of care that you're doing. So these are the things that um, qualify you to be able to sit for the CCM exam and become certified. Oh, wow. So the CCM exam is uh, who, who, who gives the exam? You great or, question. No. Yeah. So we do, a crazy question. I don't know. Yeah, so. No, that's a great question. A lot of people think that we do and we don't. We do not have any affiliation with them. Um, they are the, the, the Commission for Case Management Certification. So it's CCMC, the Commission for Case Management Certification. Mm-hmm. And their website is actually ccmcertification.org. And they have the criteria. They administer the test. They write the test. They are the certification body. What we do at the Case Management Institute is our job is to help build the case management workforce. We do that by helping healthcare professionals to become case managers. And then if they would like to be certified, we help them to get certified. We help them to become leaders. Um, I'm working with a couple people right now that are actually interested in writing books on subjects in case management that we want to get out there so that we can help to grow our profession. Um, courses we have, I work with nurses and case managers and social workers and we write, we have courses for case managers. So anything that we can do to help grow the profession, um, doing shows like yours where I can get out there and talk about case management and why I love it and why you might love it and why you might want to do it. Now, um, that being said, I know that one of the reasons that you had me on was because of the utilization management and utilization review. So if you'd like to talk about that for a little bit, we could do that. Definitely go ahead and uh, talk about that. You know, uh, uh, what is, uh, you know, the Case Management Institute and how can you help uh, us therapists, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we're looking at utilization management, that can be one of the jobs of a case manager. So that's how I kind of got started with that. Um, when I was writing my course, Foundations of Case Management, I wanted to make sure I touched on all areas that case managers may do. I wanted to make sure they had a nice foundation of everything that they would do. And one of those roles that they sometimes take on is utilization utilization management or utilization review. Not every case manager does it, but enough do that we wanted to make sure we touched on it in our course. And that became such a popular course that we actually were part of our course. We had so many people that wanted just that, that we decided to go ahead and break that apart and make our own separate utilization management course. Um, there was a real need for that because there's a piece of software that a lot of utilization managers use called MCG software. And it's a guideline, it's a care guideline that determines whether a patient meets the the, um, definition of medical necessity. That can be a very broad definition that can be left up to a lot of interpretation. So they have um, evidence-based guidelines that say these are the criteria that need to be met. So for example, if somebody was going into rehab, they may have to, you know, be able to, you know, do certain things to even qualify for rehab versus qualifying for a skilled nursing facility. Um, So you could look and you plug in what, you know, you can look at the guidelines and say, can they do this? Can they withstand three hours of therapy five days a week? Um, Can they go up and down stairs? Things like that, that you would look at and say, do they qualify? And these MCG guidelines, when you would look at the jobs descriptions, a lot of companies wanted somebody who already had experience with it or certification in it. The problem was MCG would not let anybody have access to their software unless you worked for a company that utilized it. So it's like a catch-22. You can't get a job because you don't have the experience, but you can't get the experience because you're not working in a job that uses it. So we went to MCG and we said, hey, we have this course for utilization management. We would love to incorporate the training on your software and how to use it. And would you be okay with that? And they actually, we we contract with them now and we are able to teach their software. So you actually go through their LMS and you learn it their way. But like I said, I like to take complex things and make them simple. So... (laughs) Um, I love you. (laughs) It's not, you know, just looking at their LMS and going through the lessons doesn't really give you that hands-on experience that an employer is going to want. 
So we made case scenarios and we said, okay, you're going to get clinical just like I got when I was working for the insurance company. You're going to get this clinical and you're going to look at the clinical and you're going to go into the actual MCG software and you're going to decide, do they meet that? And then you're going to write up the little blurb just like you're working. So it's like, remember when you, I don't know if you did this when you were young, but like I used to play school and, you know, play hospital or whatever you played teacher that's what you're doing. You're playing case manager or you're playing utilization manager. And we give you these little pretend scenarios and you go in and you actually do the work. Oh, we played secretary a lot too. I guess it's more like playing secretary because you type up your little answer and you send it in. But the best part is we actually have MCG certified instructors. So these are people that already have their certification. And I have to say, I'm a little biased, but we have the best instructors. I mean, we really do. And they want you to succeed. And so they will help you um, making sure that you get it. Like when you write it up, if you were working, what, what our goal is, is if you go out and you get a job for an insurance company or a hospital or a long-term care facility, and you're working as the utilization manager, we want them to come to you and say, wow, you never did this before. And you're going to say, no, but I took this course. And then that's going to build our reputation. And then that helps that company to want more of our, our people that go through our course. So that's kind of like our, our, that's our, the method to our madness. Bam. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, just for everybody knows, I mean, I know you mentioned the, those words, the MCG, the LMS. Could you tell us what LMS means? I mean, a lot of people, I mean, or sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's LMS? I'm, I'm no, and... It's easy, right? <laughs> LMS is the learning management system. So mm -hmm. if you've ever worked for a hospital, you know how they have the training you have to go through every year and you have to go through all their mandatory trainings. And it's usually on a, a learning management system. So you watch a little video and you do a little quiz and that's what it is. So we have our learning management system. And then once we teach you the, the basics of utilization management and utilization review, like the process um, the appeals, those types of things. We teach you the the foundation and then we switch you over to their learning management system because they already have it done and you learn how to use that software. And then you come together, you pull the two things together. You take the the foundations that you learned and the process that you learned and then you take their their software and you put it together and you actually play with it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I like uh, I like what you talk about the, the LMS that excuse me, the learning management system and then the stuff like that. And it needs to be a case-to-case -case scenario because it's different every day. It's different every case. You know, even though they have the same diagnosis, same hospital, same doctor, same therapist, but there's it's, there, it's always different. So you always have to have this different case scenario, which is I actually want and, and learn. And it's, it's really good because uh, that's where your critical thinking comes in. And like what uh, Deanna mentioned, you know, if you are a therapist who is actually, you know, assessing, evaluating, uh, you know, adjusting the plan of care, creating goals, giving goals to your clients or patients, you will definitely uh, be qualified to work as a utilization reviewer or whatever you call that case management. So, yes. uh, so uh, Deanna, you mentioned about MCG. What is, what is MCG? Yeah. Well, I'm not supposed to say this. It was formerly Milliman care guidelines, but they don't, they were bought out by a company and they're not Milliman care guidelines anymore. So they just changed it to MCG and it is a care guideline. It is a, um, it's evidence-based. So like I said, if um, for, not looking at the um, rehab part of it, but like, let's say a patient is in ICU and they have a heart rate of 120 and their temperature is, you know, 99.8. You can plug all these things in and it'll say, do they meet the criteria to be in the ICU or should they be on the regular floor or should they not, or should they be in observation? You know, and if the patient is ready to go to home care, do they meet the criteria for Medicare to cover home care or insurance to cover home care? And so that's really what they what it does is it gives you those guidelines. You know, we have our we have our clinical thinking and our clinical skills. And we can look at a patient and say, yeah, that patient's sick, they need to be here. But when you're talking to the insurance company, the, you are the eyes and the ears of the insurance, you know, for the insurance company. You have to give them, you have to paint the picture. So a utilization reviewer or manager that works in a hospital, their job is to give the right clinical to the insurance company 
so that they know that they meet the criteria. They meet the evidence-based guidelines. They have a a culture that's awaiting, you know, they have a temperature that's so high, whatever. They're, whatever reason they meet the criteria, their heart rate is too fast, their respirations are too fast, they need to be on a ventilator. Obviously, if they're on a ventilator, they probably meet criteria. Um, we used to say that was the golden ticket. So. Um, that's why we got all this patient. No, not, not yeah. Really. I think COVID or anything. Yeah, but, uh, totally different. Yeah, yeah. Events, right? So yes, like, yeah. Is that what your role to, you know, uh, check if they uh, really was really qualified to do it? Right. I mean, that, yeah, that's part, yeah. That's part of so, the job. Yeah. Right? So. yeah. So are they qualified to be in that at that level of care? So we that's one of the things that we teach in our course also is the levels of care. There's various, there's acute care, there's subacute care, there's home care, there's outpatient care. And each of those has a different criteria to meet to be eligible for reimbursement from the insurance company. So, and that's another thing we teach is insurance. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of the things, you know, that was the hardest thing for me to learn. Um, When I started, I worked for an insurance company and we were handed these contracts and said, you know, you have to make sure that it meets the contract language that like what we're doing meets the guidelines. And we don't learn that. You know, when we're trying to be a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, a nurse, we're told, here's your patient, treat them. We don't care if they have insurance, they don't have insurance, they have great insurance, just make them better. Now, all of a sudden, I was a case manager doing utilization review, and I had to make sure that they had the insurance that would cover. And if they had a benefit for skilled nursing facility, because at the time when I was doing it, not everybody had that coverage, or maybe they only had you know, a $5,000 benefit for skilled nursing facility. Well, that'll get you real far, you know, (laughs) in this day and age, that's not going to get you more than in the door. So we had, I teach now the insurance principles at a very basic level, again, making the complex simple. So taking, you don't need to know everything about it, but you need to know enough to know what you should be looking for, what you should be asking the insurance company. If you're working in a facility, like what questions should you ask to make sure that they have the coverage that's needed. If you're working for an insurance company, what questions should you be asking to make sure you're getting the information you need to make sure that they qualify? That is amazing. That is amazing. I don't know if you are still watching live, ladies and gentlemen. If you are still watching live, please comment live. If you're watching on the replay, obviously, please comment replay. (laughs) But I was writing down uh, what uh, Deanna was talking about. She said, making complex situations simple. A lot of us here, ladies and gentlemen, we make complex situations still complex. If you can make a problem simple, bam, that'll be your ticket. That'll be your ticket uh, to, to stardom, not stardom, right? But that'll <laughs> be your ticket to whatever you're wanting to do. You know, in, in my case, it's Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, I try to explain Alzheimer's disease and dementia to my clients on how the brain shrinks. I correlate it with a sponge. I correlate it with a filing cabinet. I correlate it with the Christmas lights and stuff like that. And it's a simple explanation. If you can explain it in a simpler way, I want complex problem to a simple way, bam, that would be so awesome. And that is what actually uh, the Case Management Institute's uh, a goal is to teach you how to make things complicated to a simpler way of explaining it. Before I keep on going, I just would like to give a special shout out again to Adelmar. Thank you very much for watching live. And there's another person saying live, uh, uh, watching there, probably in the group or in the Facebook group. So thank you very much for watching. We appreciate you. Like what I said, if you have any questions or any uh, violent reactions or concerns, because sometimes (laughs) uh, being a UR, a lot of people are mad at the UR people. It's like, oh, you're denying everything for us. And actually it's not, they're following the guidelines, the MCG guideline, the insurance guidelines. And I'm going to say this in a nice way. Half of the time, okay, more than half of the time, <laughs> it's also the patient's responsibility because it's the way they get their coverage. In my case, I have very limited coverage because, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, what you call this, a, I, I pay out of pocket for my insurance. So I didn't, I don't get all the full fancy stuff, you know, so, uh, it's not also the UR people's fault, the case manager's fault. It's, you know, sometimes the patient too. So uh, 
before I keep on going and before we uh, bring Miss Deanna Cooper back, uh, we're going to go on a quick break, basically just uh, showing all the our sponsored ads. But uh, we will be back after a few minutes. Hello Note is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. Hello Note reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. Why did I choose autonomy? Why my agency is empowered by autonomy. Why did I join autonomy? Why I chose to use the autonomy platform. I chose autonomy because it allows me to have a work-life balance and provide skilled clinical care for my clients. I chose autonomy because of the amazing support structure that it provides to my consumers and staff. I feel that autonomy is one of the only platforms that looks at my clients with disabilities as a person, not as a number. The autonomy platform serves as our back office, therefore allowing us to use our skill set to serve our consumers best to see the best possible outcomes. The autonomy talks about different things. They talk about value-based care. They intentionally limit the number of clients we serve so that we can stay focused on the main thing and not get overwhelmed. That we can focus on providing for our people, meeting their needs, helping them to, to develop a level of independence and satisfaction with their lives. And I can get behind that. That's why I'm here. We are back from that quick break, ladies and gentlemen. So just uh, a special shout out. Hello Note is the system that I use for my EMR system in, uh, what do you call this, in our outpatient clinic, Medicare Part B and all the insurance and stuff. So thank you very much, Steve, for uh, doing that. And also uh, Autonomy. Thank you very much, Autonomy, for all that you do in our group. So we appreciate you. All right, let me bring Miss Deanna Cooper back. Oop, Miss Deanna, where did you go? There you go. <laughs> I think I clicked and uh, almost uh, removed you on the stream, but uh, there you go. Again, uh, welcome back, Miss Deanna. Um, uh, I guess my our next question is, uh, how do we how do we reach out? I mean, how do we start? So, for example, I'm already a therapist. I know sometimes I do utilization reviewer. I know sometimes I do case management. How do I start? Uh, do I do I reach out to you? Do I start reviewing? How does that work? I mean, how how how? Where do I start? Basically, that's a great question. And you know, a lot of it depends on what you want to do. Um, do you want to work for yourself? Do you want to work for a company? Do you want to work from home? Do you want to work in an inpatient setting? Um, you don't. There's no required education for becoming a utilization reviewer or a case manager. You know, if somebody will hire you, you can get the job. <laughs> so that's one thing I always like to clarify. Um, mm -hmm. We, it's not like when you went to, when, like when I went to nursing school, I had to go to nursing school and I had to get my, pass my NCLEX so that I could work as a nurse. It's not like that for utilization review or for case management. What we do is we make the the chance is much higher of you actually getting on because as these jobs are becoming more popular, more, you know, a couple of years ago, nobody knew that you could work from home as a healthcare professional. And now the word's getting out that like, Hey, there are these really cool jobs where you can work from home in your PJs. And you thought scrubs were like PJs, real PJs are even better. Right? So, so as the word gets out, these jobs are becoming harder and harder to get. And because they're harder to get the, companies that hire, they now can have, they have the cream of the crop. You know, they have their pick of the best out there. So yes, they will train you. But if you are already trained, 
and you have all of the other skills and qualifications, you have a much higher likelihood of actually getting one of the better jobs. So that's what we do. We just we help you to increase your chance by going in already knowing what you're doing. Another thing I'd like to clarify about like utilization review and case management, they're both they're very different. Case managers may do utilization review, but case managers have a lot more contact with the patient. Um, they are usually the team lead. So they will hold an, an interdisciplinary team meeting. So you may have been to one of these where the case manager comes in and she says, okay, therapy, what are they doing in speech wise? What can they eat? Um, how can they, can they walk? Are they ready to go home? When will they be ready to go home? And then look at the doctor and say, okay, what are they doing medically? What do we need to do to get them home medically? So they're kind of the, the lead trying to put all these pieces together. Where is this patient looking at all the different parts and then saying, okay, this is, these are the things that need to happen so that they can go to the next level. This is the criteria that needs to be met. Let's try getting them there. And so because of that, it's, you need to know your specialty, but then you need to have a big overall look at the patient and where they're at and what they're doing. Um, case management is much more patient focused where utilization management is more chart focused. So I say, if you are a healthcare professional who is burned out with patients and you really, you know how it is when you just can't deal with the patients anymore and you're frustrated and not just with the patient. Yeah, with, with <laughs> the whole system. Order. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to talk to the, so utilization maybe management may be better for you at that point. You know, if you really need to just step away from the patient side for a while and you'd rather deal with charts and computers. But if you really love the patients and you really love that interaction with the patients, then case management is more for you because you're going to dread just looking at a computer screen all the time and never talking to the patients. So that's one of the things I usually tell people when they come to me and they say, which one is for me? It really depends on you. It depends on what you want to get up every morning and do. When I worked from home, I still talked to my patients every day. You know, I still got on the phone and I asked them how they were doing and I asked them how their doctor's appointment went and I made sure that they had their medications filled and I made sure that home care was showing up. And I liked that patient interaction. But I have to tell you, if there was a day where I just didn't feel like talking to anybody, I might be doing UR all day that day. <laughs> and I might postpone those phone calls that I was planning on making to the next day. So that's one of the things I liked about case management is I still got that patient touch experience, but um, I also had the computer analytical experience too. But like I said, if you're, if you're done with patients and you need to step away for a while, utilization review or utilization management may be the thing for you. Oh, wow. Thank you for differentiating that. I always get confused. You know, I mean, we already talked about it. I've interviewed Bill Daly. He's like our UR guy. He's a physical therapist that works for Navi Health. And we also interviewed Lisselle, uh Jelly. She's also a, uh, I think she is a, I forgot another term. They they have another term for it. Uh, not UR, but uh, denials team or whatever you call that. Okay. Term. Yeah, there's so, appeals, uh, there's denials, there's, yeah, they have all kinds. Yeah. yeah, you can specialize so, in a lot of different things once you get in there, yeah. So uh, I asked them and it's still still out there to me. And then the, one of the time that I realized there is a work from home uh, nurse is when I was with a patient and there was this, her son was there in the computer and he was wearing scrubs. And I said, uh, are you one of the caregivers? Oh no, I'm actually a nurse. Uh, are you the nurse for, for, for mom, for this patient? No, I'm actually his, her son and I'm working at home. I'm working at home. What do you do? Oh, I'm here in the computer, you know, watching all this chart. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I was starting as a home health, uh, uh, PT. Then uh, I saw him at home and she was just there. She, he had this headset calling people. And I really thought he was uh, uh, like, uh, what do you call this? Like a, a call center person. And I just realized, oh, that guy was a utilization reviewer or whatever you call that. Uh, and then, damn, gosh, it's good. And there, I really thought it was only for nurses until I met Bill and until you said you mentioned that, oh, we can be certified too. So uh, speaking of certification, Miss Deanna, uh, so if we want to be certified, right, or if we want to apply either for a UR or a case manager, obviously you want to stand out, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, in, in just like just like me, you know, I have a course that I teach called Alzheimer's Disease and Dementia Care Seminar. You, you become a certified dementia practitioner through uh, the National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioner. Yes, it's a certification course, but when you apply for a job, guess what? 
most 99.9% of people in the nursing home, the companies in home health, they're going to ask you, do you have an experience with Alzheimer's or dementia? If you have that extra letters behind your name, guess what? It increases your chances in getting that job. And same thing when you're applying for a utilization reviewer or a case management. Yes, we are all qualified. Yes, we have the degree. Yes, we may have the experience, but other clients too, other, other, other applicants too. The question now is how do you differentiate yourself? How do you, how do you rise above that level? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to share this real quick because I'm a foreign trained physical therapist. Uh, and how can I compete with the other newly grad physical therapists who had the doctorate degree? Guess what? I have to go back to school and get those letters behind my name. And then now I'm at level with them. Everybody has a DPT now. They're like, oh, I'm a doctor of physical therapy, Marco. How do I differentiate myself? You know how I differentiate myself, ladies and gentlemen? By writing some books. You have to learn how to differentiate yourself. Now, if you don't have the, if you if you don't want to write a book or whatever, get a quick, not a quick, you know, get a certification in that way you can advance your career. In that way you can at least differentiate yourself from other uh, applicants. Now, uh, Miss Deanna here, obviously she is the CEO of uh, Case Management Institute. She is very generous enough to give us uh, a 10% discount. Am I correct, Miss Deanna? That's uh, right. Yes. Up <laughs> her certification course. Uh, it's it's very comprehensive. I I, uh, I looked up on her website, but uh, do you mind sharing uh, with us, Miss Deanna, what's inside your actual course? Uh, what will we learn? You know, just a quick background. Maybe talk talk about it for like two or three hours. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> talk about you know uh, what's inside the course. How long is it? Who's gonna teach? And uh, what will be our next tip? Mm -hmm. Okay, those are some great questions. And I love what you said. First of all, I want to touch on what you said about setting yourself apart. And that's what we wanted to give people. I, I had for years, people reaching out to me saying, I'm trying to get into case management. I'm trying to get into utilization management. What should I do? And unfortunately, I would have to tell everybody the same thing. You know, just keep applying, reach out to your department, ask them if you can shadow, let them know that you're interested. But I couldn't give them anything else. And I don't like to not be able to help people because I'm a nurse. I like to help people. So finally, I realized that I needed to give them a way to differentiate themselves. The ones that were emailing me over and over and give, you know, telling me their story and the troubles that they were having and why won't ever anybody give me a chance. And then I would talk to the people on the hiring side, the managers, the people that hired me, the people that were in my group that were hiring managers. And what I was hearing from them is, how do I know who to take a chance on? We don't know who to take a chance on. Everybody wants a work from home. Everybody wants, even if it's not work from home, even if it's still in the hospital, they know it's a stepping stone of getting away, you know, doing something different from bedside. And so what we decided after talking to many, many people was we needed a way to for you to differentiate yourself. And yes, writing a book is a great way to differentiate yourself. That's what I did. And it worked for me, but it's not for everybody. So we give you a course. And in this course, you can prove to an employer that you already understand what it is because when they have to, it's, it costs a lot of money for them to acquire a new person and to onboard that person. And if they don't get it, they, they wasted a lot of money. And that's what I was hearing over and over again. This is computer systems. And you can have the most experienced healthcare provider that is wonderful at patient care and has all kinds of references. And they can't figure out how to navigate a computer. And you have to be able to navigate multiple tabs on a computer. Yeah. You have to be able to get into the software and be able to look for things. And so they wanted to know that people knew what it was that they would be doing and that they would be computer issues were one of the biggest problems. So when we made our utilization management course, we purposefully made it so that you have three different, you know, you have RLMS learning management system, you have MCGs learning management system, and then you have MCG software. So you're going between multiple tabs, just like you would if you were actually working as a case manager, because this helps you to realize if I, if this frustrates me and I can't standing on the computer and having to try to figure out how to navigate these tabs, then you can eliminate yourself right off the bat and know that this, this is not something I want to do. I could not real quick, 
when I was, when I first went to college, I went for a, a degree in microbiology and I didn't know what that was, but I had to take a class where I was looking in a microscope for two hours every Saturday in a lab. And I realized that the job I was applying, that I would be able to apply for, I would be looking in a microscope eight hours a day, five days a week. And I said, oh no, <laughs> I was getting a migraine trying to look in that thing. My eyes are too close together. I couldn't see. It was, it was driving me crazy. That was the best money I ever spent knowing, taking that one class that I didn't have to waste four years to get a bachelor's degree in something that I wasn't going to like. We give you that same opportunity here. You get in there and you are getting as much experience as we can possibly give you without actually taking care of a patient. We're giving you all the, you know, the case scenarios and all of that. So you're going to learn the utilization management process. What is that step by step? There's a step process to that. You're going to learn insurance principles so that you understand, you know, what does insurance cover? Because 90% of our patients, if not more, have insurance. If they don't have insurance, that's a whole different story. We cover that in our case management because you wouldn't be doing utilization management on a patient who doesn't have insurance because utilization management is getting the insurance to pay. So we'll talk about that later. But then we also talk about health-related legislation because sometimes as a utilization review person, you're actually the person who realizes that there's legal ramifications for allowing or denying something. So we go briefly into what those are. We talk about acuity and severity levels. Because although you have this software, you have to understand what the levels of care are so that when you're using the software and it tells you that they're eligible for this level of care, you kind of want to at least have an idea of what level that they would be applicable for. Then we go into the MCG training where you're actually getting in the software and you're using it and you're pretending like, like, like you're a utilization review person already. There's four different modules that we go through with that. We learn inpatient and surgical care. We do general recovery care, we do home care, and then we do recovery facility care. So that covers just about every level of care that a patient would be in. And we teach you how to use MCG software for each of those levels of care. Um, okay, I think that's probably, do you have any questions? Because I know I, I could talk about this forever and you can tell I'm very passionate about it. It's something that I love. Um, I want to make sure the right people get into each of these fields because there's nothing more frustrating than being spending a lot of time and money and effort in something and then deciding you don't like it. So if there's any questions that I can help anybody to decide, is this something that they would want? I'd be happy to do that. I like what you said. I like what you said on the best money you can pay is actually learning and removing if you really like it or not. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you are still watching live, please comment live. If you're watching on the replay, please comment replay. Why? Because sometimes you have to invest in yourself. Not sometimes. Actually, I was just talking to this student that I have. Uh, I have students and, and, and that I coach. I have mentors, you know, they, they pay me to mentor them and everything. And I would always tell them, you have to invest in yourself. And uh, I personally have learned that I have to reinvest. For, for example, I... I uh, you, you get your annual pay, you compute at least 5% of that. You invest it in a coaching program, you invest it in a CEU class, you invest it in a certification course. Why? Because this is our profession. This is us. And if you really want to know about case management, invest on this. And that way you don't get embarrassed when you try to apply for a job and then not knowing that, oh gosh, this is really not for me. This is not really for me. And, and that's what uh, Miss Deanna was talking about, wherein uh, uh, she didn't really like microbiology. And same thing with this. You know, if you really want to be a UR, get this. Practice on it. Uh, is it UR case management? Get it. Practice on it. Learn from it. And then get the feel. And that way, when you apply for that job, you'll be like, oh, gosh, I think I can do this now. I'm more confident in doing this. I think I know the terminology. Because that's what's scaring us, ladies and gentlemen. You know, if, if you don't know a thing, that's what we scared off. You know, just like the title of my book, Ms. Deanne, is called Misunderstanding Dementia. A lot of people don't understand dementia. And my goal is to treat them and uh, teach them how to understand dementia. And that way they can really understand it. Same thing with case management. Same thing with utilization reviewer, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to learn more about case management, check out casemanagementinstitute.com. Uh, use the code alternative. Uh, we just talked about this with uh, uh, with his uh, with uh, 
with their with another leader in their company. Uh, he said that we're good to use the word alternative with Mr. Abby. Is that correct, Miss Deanna? That's correct. Yes. Use the code alternative. You get a ten percent discount on the actual uh, class itself. Uh, I see people who are watching. Thank you very much, uh, Kimberly, for watching. Appreciate you. And then again, Alomar. Oh, thank you again. Keep on commenting live. Appreciate you, sister. Uh, there's a question here before I let you go, Miss Deanna, before I torture you. Uh, <laughs> here, as a CODA uh, certified OT assistant doing home health, I know this is something I'm really interested in. Going back to get my RN just to get my foot in the door as a case manager. Thanks for the info. There you go. Thank you very much, uh, Kimberly. And thank you, Miss Deanna, for doing that. I have another question, Miss Deanna. We have a lot of... Uh, we have PTs, physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech therapists. I know they can do case management or utilization reviewer. Does a PTA, a physical therapist assistant, or a, a certified OT assistant, they have an associate degree, do you think they can also do utilization review or case management? They could definitely do utilization review. Case management, it depends on their license, and I'm not sure if they're licensed. It has to be the independent assessment. So that's the key. And... That being said, there are companies that will hire for case management. They just can't become certified and they would work under a case manager that could do the assessments. So they may have a head case manager that does the initial assessment and then they would work underneath them after the plan of care was created to kind of carry out the plan of care, just like they do working under a physical therapist. Oh, wow. All right. See, you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. So it is a, a way uh, you can actually do it. So actually in the in the webinar that we did with uh, Bill and Lisselle, they pointed out the different companies that hires a PTA and a CODA. Uh, unfortunately, other companies, they just stick with regular, uh, you know, <laughs> PT and OT uh, right. and, you know, just to prevent, uh, you know, communication stuff and like, and like that, you know, passing on uh, the, the hierarchy of whatever you call that. Uh, you Earlier, before we started or before we started, you mentioned about being an independent uh, UR or a case manager. How do you do that? Can I independently, because I don't want to work for someone, uh, can I work as an independent utilization reviewer? And how does that work? Yeah. So sometimes what happens is there, there may be a company that is not big enough to do their own utilization review. So they will hire out and hire utilization reviewers or case managers. Um, I worked for a company as a transplant case manager. I worked, what our, what we did, our company did was we didn't do, I didn't do case management for our contracts. We had other companies that were, that didn't do transplant because that was something that was more complex. They didn't have enough of those. So they contracted with our company and we did the transplant case management for them. So you could actually, I, there are people in our group who have started their own case management company. I know there are people that do their own utilization review also. Um, a lot of times think about an independent practice that is getting denied left and right. Like they just cannot get their, their bills to go through and get paid by the insurance company. They may hire an independent company to say, okay, get the clinical, send them the right stuff because it's all about the paperwork, which you had mentioned before about, you know, like, yes, utilization review can have a bad rap because they're just like told that they want to deny everything. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a secret. It was so much easier for me to approve something than to deny it. I wanted desperately to approve. I would call and I would talk to the hospital or the skilled nursing facility or whoever. And I'd be like, this is what I need. I need this, this, and this, whether it was, I need them. I need to, you know, to meet criteria, they have to have this, this, or this. Do they have one of those? And a lot of times the person would say, oh yeah, I didn't know that's what you needed. So it was so much easier for me to do that. If I had to deny, it had to go to a medical director. I had to write up a big report. It was a lot of work on my side. So <laughs> that being said, yes, um, we do get a bad rap. But one of my goals is to teach utilization review to how to work together, you know, on the inpatient side, on the physician's office side, and on the insurance side. Let's all communicate so we all know what we need because the end result is the patient needs to get that covered. And it is our job to advocate for them to get something that should be paid, paid. Now, if it shouldn't be paid, if it's not in the contract, if there's a reason why, you know, we don't want to abuse the system, 
but we want to make sure that if the patient truly meets the criteria, we want to make sure that they get what they're supposed to be getting. I love that. I love what you said, you know, the easiest ways to approve it, uh, because we are, you know, we are naturally patient advocate. You know, we are. OT, nurse, you know, uh, PTA or CODA or SLP, we are patient advocate and we want that. So speaking of patient advocate, I just want yes. to give a special shout out to the shirt I have today. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, there you go. Special shout out to this special shirt. Uh, this guy here is, uh, his name is uh, Dr. Joff De La Cruz. He, I quote, we did a CEU class and he's teaching the class called Man Up. It's called Martial Arts Against Neurological Diseases. So uh, if you want to learn martial arts, I actually do the martial arts with my patients right now. And uh, it's very, very fancy. I have that stick. It's a foam stick, and then I don't hit them with the stick, right? <laughs> we play with the stick, and, you know, it's just amazing. I have learned a lot from him. So you got to check him out. So a uh, man up uh, course. Well, I'm going to put uh, Miss Deanna back before we, uh, you know, before we close. Uh, Miss Deanna, you mentioned about doing uh, independent contracting or uh, consulting. Do I, can I just do that by myself, or can I open up my own company and then, approach a small home health agency or approach a small clinic or whatever. Can I do that uh, as a single entrepreneur or do I have to set up a some sort of a, a corporation or something? Um, of course, that depends on the state and the area that you live in. It's always best to protect yourself by having an LLC or something that protects you because you want to be protected. Um, one other thing that I would like to just kind of throw out there, when I talked before about the course, I was talking about the utilization course. And our case management course is different in that mm -hmm. it teaches the case management process versus the utilization management process. And, you know, the, the ethical, legal and practice standards are a little bit different. Um, it teaches the case management process, the principles of case management. We um, teach utilization management on a very basic level. We teach care delivery, um, rehabilitation concepts, psychosocial concepts, communication, um, Quality is a huge thing with transitions of care. Reimbursement is a little bit different. So we cover all of that. But then we also have what I call the ultimate course, which is a combination of the two. So it's everything that you would get in the utilization and the case management course. But instead of just getting access to these two separate courses, we do it in a way that it's truly integrated. So it is it teaches everything in an order that is um, that makes more sense because like I said, I like to make the complex things simple. So instead of just taking it saying, oh, you have access to both of them, we do it in a way that you truly get to learn it after that. So you're each learning each of these concepts when it comes naturally, if, if it's something that you want to learn both of them and they build on each other. So that's what I call the ultimate course because it really teaches you everything that you would need to know to do either of those jobs or to do case management in a way that incorporates utilization management. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, again, thank you very much, Miss uh, Deanna. Appreciate you for coming over and for answering all those uh, questions I have in mind. And uh, where can we reach you? Uh, what website can we reach you at? Uh, I guess that's it, right? Yes. So Case Management Institute is where we have everything case management. Um, we do have a couple other things. Um, we have Case Management Study Guide, which is just for the CCM exam, for trying to pass the CCM exam. Um, I just started a podcast this year called the Stay at Home Nurse Podcast. That's more lifestyle. Um, I love what you were talking about earlier about like if you want to stand out, you know, write a book, write a course, use what you didn't know. I loved your mentor. The um, the you know the you said had like a different letter. Yes, that is like that is what I preach. I mean, that is exactly what I did, and it works, and it's a system. And so that's kind of more on the Stay at Home Nurse Podcast where we talk more about that. You know, how do you stand out? How do you become one of, you know, how can you write a book and become successful? How can you start your own company? How can you take what you know and do something different? So um, I'm a big advocate of that also, which is why I really like what you're doing here, Dr. Mike. I think it's like really awesome how you're teaching that you don't have to do what everybody else is doing and what they teach you in school, which is just go work at a hospital. No, there's so much more out there. Oh, gosh, I love what you said. There is so much out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you are still watching live, please comment live. If you're watching on the replay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, please type in replay. And uh, I know we're almost running out of time, but uh, thank you very much, Miss Deanna. I really appreciate you for everything that you do and for leveling up and not just being uh, a regular RN. There's nothing wrong being a regular RN. You know, there are awesome regular uh, RNs there. 
but in order for you to be really stand out and be the best that you can be, not only for your patients, but for your loved ones and for yourself, you have to learn how to level up, ladies and gentlemen. The only way for you to level up is to increase your knowledge because knowledge is power. And that knowledge, if you apply it, that's the actual real power. You'll learn how to take action, guys. But uh, I want to highlight on what Miss Deanna mentioned about uh, the mentor thing because in order for you to achieve that next level, you got to be a mentor yourself. So letter M, find that need. Meet a need or meet a niche. In that way, you can serve that specific niche. Guess what uh, Miss Deanna's doing? She's serving that case management group. I don't know anything about that. All I have, in my case, it's Alzheimer's and dementia, right? And letter E is educate. She's educating you how to be a certified uh, case manager, right? And letter N is network. I'm sure she's got network. 15,000, she mentioned er er earlier. 15,000 of network of people, right? And letter T, team of winners. His One of his teammates earlier, uh, is it Mr. Abby? He called me, you know, hey, Mike, this is your... Your code, you know, uh, you get the uh, discount, blah, 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 something like that. He's got a team. She's got a team. And let her, oh, one-on-one coaching. You have to learn how in order for you to be able to coach someone, you yourself needs to be coached. In order for you to be a good leader, you need to be a good follower first. Be a good follower and then you can be a, a, a leader. And then letter R is repeated. You got to do it again and again. You know, motivation is just like bathing. You have to do it every day, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Deanna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you back again. Uh, thank you very much for coming over. Any last parting wisdom for us, Miss Deanna, before we leave? No, I just want to say if this is something that you're thinking about and you need to talk to me, I'd be happy to get um, you know on a call with you. You can reach out to me at Deanna at Case Management Institute. Um, just give me some time. I am very busy, but I do try to eventually get to everybody <laughs> who sends me an email or a message. As as Dr. Mike knows, it can take me a little while, but I will get around to you. Hey, come on. I forgive you. You're in Mexico. You're enjoying there. No background beach there. She's like, please forgive me. There's a beach behind me. I'm like, duh. <laughs> beach down there. Uh, well, there you go. That's her email there, uh, Deanna at the... Uh, casemanagementinstitute.com. Thank you very much for uh, showing that. Appreciate you. And again, thank you very much, Miss Deanna. Before I let you go, uh, Alternative Healthcare Career Group and show or whatever we're showing this in our podcast and everything, always remember the word FAST. F-A-S-T. F-A-S-T. Letter F. Find friends that will push you to your next level because you are the average of the five people you hang out with. So who are you hanging out with today, tonight? I hang out with I hanged out with Miss Diana Cooper Gillingham. Is that how you say it? Yes. I, <laughs> I think I can be a case manager now, right? So find friends that will push you to your next level. Be selective with the people who you hang out with. OQP, OQP, like what Les Brown said, only quality people. If you if you are hang out with awesome people, guess what? You're gonna be awesome. If you hang out with people who are actually gonna pull you down, take advantage of you, guess what? They're going to take advantage of you. If I always say this. If you hang out with a, in a barber shop, one way or another, you're going to have a haircut, right? Letter A. What's the next letter on, letter on the word fast? It's letter A. Take action. All this stuff that we're doing, this is free. This is free. You know, we do it every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes, I pay somebody to do this behind the scene, but it's free to, for you to watch. It's not going to do me good. It's not going to do you good if you don't take action. So got to take action, guys. Take action by signing up on uh, the Case Management Institute class. You know, take action by, you know, uh, reaching out to, to her email. Just communicate with her. You know, communication is the key. So just take action. It doesn't have to be big. You know, it doesn't have to be big. Just one step at a time, one day at a time. And letter S is shoot for the moon. Why? If you keep shooting for the moon, guess what? You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. When you keep on failing, guess what? It doesn't matter how many times you failed or fallen or got sick. What matters how many times you get up and do this all over again. And last but not the least, ladies and gentlemen, letter T. Teach it. Why? Because when you hear it, you forget. When you see it, you remember. But when you're actually teaching it, you actually understand it more. And that's what Ms. Deanna is doing for us. She's going to teach us how to be a better case manager, how to be a better uh, utilization reviewer. Again, thank you very much, Ms. Deanna. appreciate you. Thank you very much, Alternative Healthcare Career. Appreciate you. Be awesome. Be great. Be excellent. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you. Bye-bye.
I hope you enjoyed the show. Check out our website at drmikechua.com or alternativehealthcarecareers.com for more information. Again, ACG, be awesome, be great, be excellent. Thank you and hope to see you on our next episode. Goodbye.